We are rolling. <laughs> Listen, a subtlety is not something you can use on me, okay? I have to be hit over the head with what you're saying to me. I was just interrupted because I was quoting CNC Music Factory just before we went on the air. Oh, gotcha. That's what it was. I was like, what is happening? Hey, everybody, this is Three Funny Ladies. <laughs> this is the CNC Music Factory podcast. <laughs> Oh my God, I would have no content to share. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, that is Susan Jacobs. And that is Joe Mary. And how the hell are you? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm I'm tired. Oh my. I got up late for work and everything today. Ooh, what a rebel. You're I just know. like you're just like uh Katie Seagal. You're a rebel. <laughs> I first thought you were going to say Katie um, Holmes, and I didn't understand. You're just like John Holmes. <laughs> You're just like. <laughs> you got a huge dick. I would say Jeremy Piven. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just like Jeremy Piven. You have mercury poisoning. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I eat so much sushi. <laughs> I got to drop out of my Broadway play, y'all. Oh, no. All the mercury. <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, what a douche. <laughs> How much sushi do you have to eat? Seriously. Welcome to our podcast, People We Hate for No. No, we have a specific reason for him, and we're talking about it. Mercury poisoning. <laughs> mercury poisoning. Welcome to our podcast, all about people who get mercury poisoning, and that's just Jeremy Piffin. <laughs> the end. It was lovely talking with you all. Good day. Like, subscribe. There will be no more episodes. Uh, Smash that all. like button. <laughs> Smash it. <laughs> Just smash it. Smash that. Well, we have reason to celebrate today because y'all came through. What? You guys, we have three emails. Three. And one is from a person we don't know. Yeah. And two are from what? people that we do know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna kick things off uh with one from friend of the podcast, Gretchen. Okay, who okay, okay. my grandmother always used to call Gresham. <laughs> Gresham. Hi, Gresham. <laughs> so this is from Gresham. She says, my, <laughs> my favorite movie that Tony Klett has been in is Emma. Yes, with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's just so pitiful and lovingly dim-witted. I'd also like to add a person, actor, that I dislike, Jim Carrey. He's just too over the top for my liking. That is all. It's <laughs> how she signs <laughs> off. That is all. Goodbye. Um, um, you know? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Talk about Jim Carrey. Well, I was going to Go ahead. Say, talk I, about him. Go ahead. What do you got to say? Do you have opinions? <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I just got so aggressive. Wow. Um, I, and this is going to be real rich coming from me. But yes, he is too over the top. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else? And this is, this is bad. This is so bad. I'm going to say this. He's okay. not- He's not aging well. Oh, you don't think so? No, I think he looks gaunt as he's getting older. Sure. Uh, you know, I think... So that's why I don't like him. <laughs> stop getting older. <laughs> I need you to stop getting older, and I need you to not be so gaunt, because that is a trigger for me. So if you could, I don't know, get some Botox, eat a sandwich, just, you know... And then I will like you again. <laughs> And then this stranger that you have no idea exists in the world. <laughs> exactly. You can feel validated by them again. <laughs> you know, I think he's 
you know why I don't like him? I actually don't dislike him that much. I don't really think about him. He kind of reminds me of my ex. Oh, husband? Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, you, you could have an ex-boyfriend, right? I mean, I could. We just got a very strong reaction from EJP on that question. <laughs> like, you're laughing like, of course, husband, you dumbass. <laughs> my ex-postman. You know, I... <laughs> Who always rang twice. <laughs> um, he kind of ish looks like him ish, or he did back in the day. And yeah, I don't, that's really where it ends. That's, it wasn't a good story. It really peaked when Brandy Jo left. <laughs> that whole experience peaked. Um, anyway, I, what were like you going to say? <laughs> I, like, I really can't take the Ace Ventura's. Sure. The mask in very small doses. But then you have like the Truman Show, which is just such a great movie that mm-hmm, I think he's mm-hmm, good in. Mm-hmm. His dramatical work is just real good. Like that TV movie, Doing Time on Maple Drive, he's real good in that. Um, Eternal Sunshine, you cannot fault that movie. You can oh, fault that like, movie, and apparently I do. Susan can do that. Okay, so here's where my hatred comes in. So my ex just thought himself very cerebral and very brooding and very, when really he was just a narcissist, but he really identified with that movie and just so loved it. And like, why don't you think like that? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not a drug addict. They were drug addicts, right? Was someone a drug addict? I don't know. Listen, I don't remember the movie. I just know that I have a visceral dislike for it. Okay. Don't come for me. Unless I call for you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm very tired. Um. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right there you have it <laughs> um there's us, my well thought out response take us to the next email oh it's from joelle yeah <laughs> he writes dear karen in georgia Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it was you gals that were talking about the other two, but I believe you did during your Molly Shannon episode. Well, I just watched the first season and loved it. Excellent. So thanks if it was you. It was. It was. All right. Also, so delighted that Joby and I are united in our disdain for Juno. What a stinker. (laughs) (laughs) Lump it. Lump it all down. But I did really enjoy the United States of Tira. Tony Collette was wonderful, and so was that dreamboat Chris in the morning. I don't know what I don't know. Oh God, it's another reference we don't understand from Joel. God damn it! And now he's gonna send some. Uh, hey, dumbasses! <laughs> this is what it means. Chris in the morning. Well, I, maybe because we neither one of us watched the United States of Tara, maybe that's why we don't get it. Well, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I tried to, and I wanted to love it. It's just that. Diablo Cody for me. Can't get past her. And yeah, she wrote yeah. the screenplay for the Madonna biopic. Uh, oh, no. But Madonna's oh. directing it, so it's already going to be a piece of garbage. <laughs> so, wait a minute. How do you feel about Madonna? Because I'm kidding. I like, love Madonna. She should not be directing her own biopic. Oh, no. That's, wait, yeah. Hmm, that is weird. She's like, well, I'm the one who lived it, so I'm going to direct it. No, that's the reason why you don't direct it. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Real quick, I think Chris in the Morning is John Corbett. Oh, from, I think that's a reference to Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. Ah, so we've connected the dots. Yes. John Corbett, Um, he's a slut for voiceovers. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I guess now that you mention it, yeah. A real I was going to say, no, but I think, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. What a he's horror. A, he's a real sex enthusiast for that. Uh, he, <laughs> he is uh speaking of sex enthusiasts he is uh with uh bo derrick still uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but they were i think they are is she still alive yes okay listen don't come for me i don't know I'm not that's a- you dumb oh. bitch <laughs> Stupid, stupid whore. Um, okay, well, I think we're getting I mean, the yes that they are together. Good for them. As of August of 2020, they were still together at any rate. Hey, then that's nearly a year ago. Anything and, could have happened, but we would have heard about it. Would we have? It's John Corbett and Bo Derek. It's would been a really slow have... year. Yeah. <laughs> has it? <laughs> I mean, news-wise, has it? Well, no, I guess not. <laughs> All right, here's our last email. This is from, I think it's Ashley is how I'm going to pronounce it. I hope that is correct. And I'm assuming, this is just a leap. I'm assuming that Ashley's pronouns are she, her. Um, That's what I'm going to use. Hopefully that is correct also. Uh, Ashley says, hi, Joe and Suze. Just wanted to be one of the few that said you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to let you know how much I love you. Podcast is an integral part of my morning routine as I drive to work. Oh. It gives me the pep in my step. I need to start the day on a high note. Oh. Thanks for being hilarious. I think we should be best friends. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh my God, uh, that's so nice. That is so nice. I love that. Come, let's hang out. Let's be best friends. I'm down. Let's, let's do it. I'm here for it, as the gays like to say. <laughs> I am living for it. I am living, loving. He is doing that hand thing right now. I don't know where the came from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More like, what is it? <laughs> oh, that's waving. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's screwing in a light bulb. I'm doing the uh, the pepper shaker. The pepper, <laughs> the pepper grinder. Uh, well, that's really lovely. Thank you all. If if you wanted to send us an email, uh, anyone, it's uh, threefunnyladies at gmail.com. And it's the number, the numeral three. The numeral. And you oh! get a shout out. Yeah. Did you watch the Oscars? Sure did. Did you? I know. Find a chance to no, or a way no, to? Because um, no, because as I've bemoaned before, Sling does not have networks which yeah. i think is just strange it is weird so weird so no and i'm sure i could find them somewhere but i'm just not i don't care that much i think i'm one of uh a, probably two or three people in the country who actually enjoyed the oscars uh, oh, afterwards you liked them. i did i thought they were great i uh afterwards i took to facebook and was met with much derision and yeah. my praise for them um, and all of the news outlets just hated it. And uh, there was a poll on TVLine.com, and the, uh, the viewers overwhelmingly graded it an F. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I I liked the intimacy of it. I liked that they had them. I liked that they were all <laughs> together in the room and not on Zoom screens. Uh, I liked the use of no clips. Really? Yeah, I liked that there was no playoff music for the speeches. I'm like, it it was, I thought it was refreshing. And so they were all together? Yeah, like most of them, yeah. It was at the the Union Station, the train station. Now, 
uh, were there trains still going? <laughs> Maybe. It was just a much smaller, it was almost like a nightclub setting. Like a, they had like banquettes tiered. Why were the lights up? I know that the lights were up the oh, entire they were. time. Yes. I didn't even notice it, but yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and plus, I mean, there it's live. So it was like, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. So I don't know right, if right, it right. was. Now, I, I do know one major thing that they saved best actor for last in anticipation of Chadwick Boseman winning. And then he did not. Yeah. So that didn't pan out super well. <laughs> right. And here, but here's my, here's my question. If he had won, what were they planning to do why switch the lineup listen i'm all for him because i adore him and he's gone too soon and it's tragic but i i just don't know what they were was it to keep people watching maybe well his widow was there and ready to give a speech as she has for every other award he's like literally won every single other award right so i think that was the idea that she would get up and give a speech and everyone would feel very moved and touched and then and that's how they would end go off into the evening it was odd putting best picture you know third to last instead of last because here's because here's my other thing so it, it it didn't even occur to me until it was all over and you know we're hearing about on facebook or what have you i forget that they don't know the outcome the people running in the show don't know the outcome right so they were so convinced that they retooled the entire lineup. And if he had one, wouldn't that have brought people out of the woodwork saying, oh, it's fixed. Oh, they know who's mm. going to win. It's all a lie. So it's like, either way, it yeah. wasn't a good decision to make. And I understand that way of thinking of, you know, he really deserved to have that moment at the end. Like, I agree with all that stuff. It's, it's just they they gambled and they lost. They did. They did lose big. Because also, Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there. Right. So it was like, well, we accept the award for him. And then it was like, bye. Right. But like, even if he had been there, I think it even would have been worse for him. Because I really like, think it would have been worse for he him. He would have been like, oh, God, wow, sorry that I won this. You know what and I mean? Because I feel like he's a nice person. And I, yeah, I feel like he would have, he's also smart and would have known what was going on and would have been like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Now I'm the bad guy who won against Chadwick exactly. Boseman. Exactly. Thank you. And it was also very sweet why he wasn't there. Did you hear why he wasn't there? I actually did not. No. So it was, I don't know if it was the exact day, and he also could be filming something, I'm not sure, but it was the first time he could get back home to England because of the whole panorama, and um, or Paula Poundstone, as I called it earlier on Facebook, and he always goes to his father's grave on the anniversary of his father's death, so he went to England to do that, and it because it was such a hassle getting there... He just thought, because I think he thought Chadwick Boseman was going to Yeah, I mean, well. I think everybody did. And so he was like, it's not worth, this award show is not worth leaving my family in case I can't get back. So I just thought that was very sweet. That is sweet. He's and I heard act. that he said something in his speech about um, Chadwick. So um, yeah, he did. I did hear that. But yeah, and I think I think he would have felt really bad if he was there. He would have been like, thanks. Yes. Sorry, awesome. everyone, that I won this. Right. That's how I would have felt. I would have been like, yeah. oh, yay. 
So, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. They did the best song performances before the ceremony. I just, you know, I'm not a purist, so I'm like, this okay. see what works and what doesn't work. So I sure, like sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. But what the fuck do I know? Apparently nothing. I think <laughs> I think the Oscars are something that you, you're never going to please everybody. Uh, absolutely not. Especially in this day and age that we are in currently. Yeah. yeah. And now Frances McDormand is like three best actress Oscars. She's right behind Catherine Hepburn. That's crazy. even more than Meryl Streep, which is super crazy. Yeah, that's 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 I yeah. That is nuts. She's getting a little too quirky for her britches. Let's let's put it out there. Yeah. No, I have to I have to agree with you on that. It pains me to say it. And I love her. I still love her, but it, she's leaning in into it so hard it's becoming a caricature at this point, I feel like. Yeah. I think yeah, I would have to agree with that. It's like, oh, we get it. <laughs> we get it. You're quirky. <laughs> and I do love her and I thought she was great in Nomad Land and I was hoping that someone else was gonna win that award. Yeah, I mean, I, I've loved her and everything she's done, but it, yeah. yeah, it's getting, it's getting tired. It's tiresome. Reel it back in a little bit there, Franny. Fran. Franny McD. <laughs> Franny McD. <laughs> oh, Drag Race. Did you watch the Drag Race? Yeah, that was, that was good. Um, I did not watch, but I do know who won. And oh. I'm glad, well, because I forget, because I can't watch that on Sling either. I have to watch it on another website. Ah. And so I have to wait till the day after. And then it'll be halfway through Saturday and I'll go, oh my God, Drag Race. And then it's just a whole to do. So, and then by the time I had time and remembered, it was like, well, I know who won. And, um, but I'm glad it wasn't Candy Muse. I can't believe she came in second, though. That was crazy. You thought she was going to come in third, you think? I thought she was going to come in fourth. Oh, oh yeah, there were four. That's right. Yeah. I honestly thought she was going to win because, you know, that's RuPaul's Drag Race. But, but I'm glad she didn't. Yeah, I was really happy with Simone. I would also have been very happy with Got Mick. Yes. But in I DDO. was happy that Simone won. In Didio. Did you hear that Leslie Jones is going to be hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards? <gasps> I have not heard. Yeah, so that's exciting. There's a lot of lot of news about our ladies in the in the news. Maya Rudolph uh, has joined the cast of the Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted. <gasps> Ooh. Along with Yvette Nicole Brown, who I also love. Ooh. Of TV's Community. Yes. Nisi Nash is going to host a reboot of Don't Forget the Lyrics for Fox. All right. And she was just on Red Table Talk with her. Um, oh, she was. With her partner. Yeah. Her wife. Yeah. That's nice. I've never watched that, but I feel like I should. I watched the one with uh, Jordan. Um, Peel. The one who cheated on. Uh, Jordan Knight. <laughs> Jordan Gagnon. Yes. I watched the one with Jordan Gagnon on it. <laughs> she had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, mm, jo- the one who cheated with a Kardashian's man, not Jordan Sparks. It doesn't. It doesn't Jordan matter. I love it does Jordan not Sparks. matter in in any realm that we live in. Uh, but I did. It's it's a very it's interesting. I like Jada Pickett Smith. I do too. And I love her mother. Is it on Facebook Watch? Is that where you look at it? Yes, Jordan Woods. Thank you. I don't know who the fuck that is. Well, she's not relevant really anymore. And soon the Kardashians won't be relevant. And that will be a sweet, sweet day. I 
have never dipped my toe into that fitted pool. I watch a lot of garbage reality TV, and there's two that I cannot, no matter how desperate I may be. There are two shows I cannot watch, and it's Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. And even more so, Chris Lee Knows Best. I can't do it. No, I I don't watch it regularly, but when it's on, I sometimes get sucked into it. Okay. I probably have seen five episodes in my life. But- I don't know how to broach this subject. Because he's super gay? Yes! Yes! He is super gay! <laughs> yeah, he is. I, I don't... I, yeah. I, allegedly, seemingly. I don't know. I, but, I don't know if he is or not, but he certainly comes across that way. We don't know if he is, okay? But he is. He is. I, I don't understand how he... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I just don't. And he's just... The way he speaks to all them, I just can't take it. I, I feel like he's really overbearing and stuff. And I just, I don't, I, I don't like him. Yeah, I get it. So I can't, those two shows I can't stomach. But otherwise, I'll watch the shit out of anything. Did you and watch Bethany's new show yet? No, she has a new show. What is on it? HBO Max called The Big Shot with Bethany. Is it like a Shark Tank only with Bethany? It's, yes. It, well, no. It's, uh, yes. And by that, I mean no. <laughs> um, it's Maybe. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> competition show where she's looking for like the vp of her company so it's more like the apprentice kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. it's okay and they're coming out with housewives all-stars yeah i saw that which is weird yeah and it just it's like you keep saying oh it's real life it's real life and then you're gonna have a quote-unquote all-stars like guys that yeah. <laughs> i mean we all know that it's not real life but you right. they, sure you can say that yeah you i mean if you if you really believe it, it you know if you believe in anything enough you can make it true that's true so more power to them you go andy cohen did you hear about elizabeth banks's news no she has partnered with Fox to do a Flintstones sequel, animated. Oh, animated. Yes. She'll be okay. voicing Pebbles. And like Fred is getting close to retiring and all of that. It's going to be called Bedrock. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say live action. And I no, was God. Say, let's hope oh, that, no, thank you. I hope we're done with live action Flintstones. I, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, thank you. I will pass on that. And my final bit of news, we can finally put this story to bed. (laughs) Yes. Rachel Bilson has said that her friendship with Rami Malek is, quote, all good after the throwback photo incident. Rachel Bilson, I need you to blink twice. (laughs) Actually, that's funny. I did see that. It's funny because I watched... Rocket Man for the very first time. Oh, did you like it? This past week. I did, but I felt, here's the problem, is I, I think I watched it, I don't know what channel it was, but it was on TV. It wasn't on a website. Okay. It wasn't on a streaming service. So when you watch them on TV, you don't know what they've cut or rearranged. Right. or Because like Dirty Dancing, they do some weird shit to Dirty Dancing. Like, there are some versions where Penny, the abortion line is cut out altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some weird stuff. So I don't know how it was cut for time or anything, but it just seemed like it jumped around. 
Like it jumped big time spans that I just thought were strange. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it was okay. It was good. He was good. He looks just yeah. like Freddie Mercury and his movement. It was great. Well, are you talking Rocket Man or are you talking about Bohemian Rhapsody? Nope. I'm talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> okay. I was confused when you said Freddie Mercury. Because Rocket Man <laughs> is about someone totally different. Yes. And. <laughs> They are still alive. <laughs> I meant Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket Man, I have not seen. I liked Rocket Man better. I uh, Bohemian Rhapsody to me was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it, it just if you, it, it, I it seemed like it jumped huge chunks of time that I was like, I'm sure something happened in there that was interesting. I feel like that movie everybody jizzed all over the end, the Live Aid recreation, and that yes. sort of like made them think that the movie's like a like masterpiece because they leave feeling like, Oh my God. Yes. I've up. had that you know happen I mean? to me before. Yeah. Cause you mm. leave on such a high note that you look back at the rest of the movie and you're like, Oh my God, it was so great. And then you watch it again and you're like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. And then we can move on to our lady. So I was at rehearsal yesterday and it's with high school kids. And um, one of them started humming an oldie an oldie. She's like, have you guys heard this song? <laughs> it was careless whisper. Oh Jesus. And yeah, yeah. You're going to be getting a lot of that. I know. But also, high school students dress exactly like they did when I was in high school. And I don't know how that is possible. Also, at my high school, the way it was back in the day is they had a list of musicals that they were allowed to do. Okay, like we couldn't do West Side Story because it had gang activity in it. <laughs> That's adorable. So there was a list of musicals that they could do. So they would just recycle. They would go through the entire list and then start back over at the top and go through the entire list and start back over. To- and so they just stopped doing that recently. Like I want to say within the last couple years. And so one of the kids was wearing a Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat sweatshirt from when they did it because he's still there so they've done it within the past couple years and they use the same graphics for the sweatshirts that they used when i did the shows oh boy so i'm in this theater it smells exactly the same everyone is dressed exactly like they dressed when i was in high school and this kid is wearing this sweatshirt and i'm like i this is what a stroke feels like or (laughs) what time travel feels like this feels weird and i yeah so just just throwing that little tidbit out there Good times. Good times. only just begun. <laughs> it's only just begun. <laughs> Do you know this golden oldie? Did you? Um, so there was this golden oldie. I don't know if you know her. It's by Missy Elliott. And, um, <laughs> all right. Are we ready Be, to well, hang get down on. Before no? we get into that, we should, let's talk about next week for a second. Oh, yes. So we don't save let's it for the end it. if people tune out at 42 minutes. So here's what we're thinking. Uh, yes. Because this is now episode 30-something. Is that it? I think so. Well, I don't think we're quite at 40 yet. That's crazy. Okay. So, uh, Susan and I have talked about it, and uh, we're going to start doing our full lady episodes every other week. Yeah. And starting next week, we're going to be introducing what we're calling a wee pod. A wee pod. <laughs> Because it's a little podcast. Because it's, it? it's we. Do you fucking get it? You guys? Do you fucking get it? How much do you love it? 
So we're going to do, we're going to, those we pods, we're going to do, you know, we'll focus on like one thing pretty much like right. a documentary, a stand up special, a TV show. Yeah. And we'll just talk about that one thing for that we pod. And then the next week, we will go back to a lady. What we've been doing this whole time. What we've been doing this whole time. But we figure that'll give us more time to research our lady. If they have a biography, um, maybe that'll give us time to read it, get a little more information. Dig a little deeper into their film catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, truthfully, just stretch out the life of this podcast. Yeah, because unfortunately, guys, the list is not long. I mean, it's long, but we want longevity. Yeah. And you, I mean, we don't want to be doing, you know, two hours on Elaine Boozler. Bless her heart, you know, she's great. Love her. But I mean, you know, I mean, come on, you know. I mean, who doesn't love Elaine Boozler? Yeah, followed by Brett Butler. I don't know. Like, you know. <laughs> Brett Butler. <laughs> Jesus. How are you even coming up with these names? <laughs> So that's going to start next week. We will, uh, and we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. I'm excited as well. Yeah, it's just going to be something a little different. And we want to uh, still keep coming to you every week. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. So like it or lump it. No, please like it. Please, no, please like it. <laughs> oh my God, please like it. Like <laughs> us, please like us. All right. Should so we? our Whoa. lady of the week Who is, is it? Um, Paco Posey. Um, Parker Posey. What's your first memory of Parker Posey? My first memory of Parker Posey is, oh, you know what? I actually, I want to say it's a Christopher Guest movie, but it was probably before then. And I just, I don't have, I don't know. I, I, I know mine. I'll, I'll tell mine. Your, while yeah, you're talk about yours. What is yours? Because this is indelibly stamped upon my memory. My first memory of her is Tales of the City, where she shows up as Connie Bradshaw cemented in my mind she is so fucking good just takes over the screen and just makes you go who is this woman i immediately love her comies espanina madonna call us for your biography (laughs) um oh you've got mail oh god yes you've got mail that's where oh well she was in mixed nuts too Oh, yeah, I never, I saw part of it. It's not very good. But I was supposed to watch it at Christmas time. I just remembered. I'll watch it this Christmas. Yeah, you were. And it is I good. Lied. I'm just so a big liar. Just, just, do you not like Steve Martin? Oh, no, I love Steve Martin. Okay. Yeah, no, probably, yeah. You've got mail. And she's just one of those people that her face is just so memorable. Like, it's just so, I can't even just, I don't know, symmetrical. <laughs> God, that sounds dumb. <laughs> I don't know her teeth are so perfect and beautiful and she's just i don't know you just remember her face it's like she has that quirky indie look but not really kind of got that underbite going on yeah i sound stupid you talk now (laughs) well parker (laughs) christian posey oh my goodness was born in baltimore maryland on november 8th 1968 she has a twin brother named christopher so they are 52 years old. That's now see that is fucking nuts to me. Isn't it? Can you imagine Parker Posey being in her 50s? It's so No. It just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. 
She was named after the 1950s supermodel Susie Parker, and she and her twin brother were born two months premature and spent weeks in a hospital incubator. The family moved south when uh, she was a child. They first moved to Monroe, Louisiana, and then they moved to Laurel, Mississippi, where her father, Chris, owned a car dealership, and her mother, Linda, Linda. was a chef. I know. For an actor defined by the uncanny in both the roles she chooses and how she approaches her career, Parker Posey's childhood was, quote, normal in the extreme. Ooh, what does that mean? That, I mean, you would, just because she's so quirky, I think, it just seems like you would expect her to be like this outrageous child or, you know, have gone through this outrageous childhood. You know what she looks like, the vibe I get from her? Like a phoenix, like, um, like she grew up in a, in a hippie cult. Yes. That's the yes. vibe I get. Yeah. Like she's River Phoenix's cousin. Yes. Like totally. they stayed in the cult a little bit longer, maybe. Yeah. Totally. And even though the Phoenixes got out before them, they sort of held on to the lifestyle a little bit more. And she was in the cult longer. But then when they left, they tried really hard to be normal. That is very detailed, and that's how I feel now about her. No, but that t- I can totally buy into that, and it's totally not how it was, but it totally, I can totally see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Um, Time Magazine dubbed her the Queen of the Indies in the 90s, and uh, she struggled to find outlets for her creative expression in her small town surroundings. She channeled her energy into music, drama, and ballet. She applied to the dance program at the North Carolina School for the Arts, but she was rejected because the dean thought she would make a better actor. After graduating from high school in Laurel, Parker Posey was accepted into the drama program at the State University of New York at Purchase. She once described herself as having had a, quote, hidden career. Only a small group of people know about my films. I'm so on the fringe. I'm on the fringe of the fringe, she said. (laughs) In 2009, she was diagnosed with Lyme's disease. Oh, my gosh. Keeping her from appearing in the play This at Playwrights Horizons. She's never been married, uh, but she has been linked romantically to, get this list, Jimmy Fallon. What? Isn't that, I cannot picture that. I cannot picture that at all. She seems like the kind of person that would just be like, I don't have time for your tomfoolery. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stuart Townsend, Ryan Adams. Okay. And Keanu Reeves. Okay. This is the most recent one. I ship that now. I want them to get back together. (laughs) I believe they are made for each other. I love that coupling. That makes sense to me. I love it. I want happiness for them both. Let's do this. Keanu, listen to me. The woman you're with now, she is not Parker Posey. Get get back to Parker Posey. Get back to Parker Posey. Make her Parker Reeves. (laughs) Uh, She lives in New York. And... um, I read this about her, which I I love, and I think this also totally sums her up. She has excelled at characters with aggressive conviction about the wrong thing. (laughs) Yes! Isn't that just so perfect? It it really is. Yeah. That is very perfect. 
Go ahead. I have a couple other things, but I'll wait and pepper those in as you're talking. So that's really, again, she's very private about her life, uh, as we're finding so many of these women are. Um, these larger-than-life ladies just keep it close to the vest. They keep it locked up. Yep. Well, she got her first break in television in the role of Tess Shelby on the daytime soap opera As the World Turns. That is also super crazy to me. That yeah, she does not seem like um a daytime TV gal. No. And at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The paycheck no. is steady. Yeah. Her first major role in a feature film was in Dazed and Confused. The uh, the film received favorable favorable reviews from critics and is considered a cult classic. In 1994, she pill okay, stop it. She <laughs> appeared God damn it. And how Hartley short film opera number one with Adrian Shelley throughout the late nineties, uh, Posey co-starred in 13 independent films and was nicknamed, as you've already said, the queen of the Indies. Uh, these films include personal velocity, uh, clock watchers, the day trippers, party girl, and the house of yes. Um, in particular, she received positive reviews for the house of yes, for her role as a delusional woman in love with her own brother. In an interview in uh, 2012, Parker said the unofficial title has sometimes been a hindrance. I'm trying to work in studio movies, but they won't hire me. I get feedback from my agent saying she's too much of an indie queen. And then on the other side, my name doesn't get the financing to do a movie over 1 million. And I'm called the indie queen. So it's really a challenging path because I know so much about the indie side of the business because I grew up in it, but it's different times. And this stuff gets projected onto me. People are like, you're here at Sundance every year. So you do so many indie movies. And I'm like, no, I did Broken English five years ago. End quote. I didn't start the quote, but end quote. <laughs> um, she has co-starred in Christopher Guest's films, including five of his mock documentaries. The first being Waiting for Guffman in 1996. In 1998, she appeared in uh, Hartley's film Henry Fool and the big budget studio film You've Got Mail. Oh, she was also in Scream 3. She got an MTV Movie Award nomination for that. However, she lost to Adam Sandler, who oh, won it boy. for his performance in Big Daddy. <laughs> oh, God. The next year, she played the antagonist in Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, from 2001 to 2002, she appeared in a supporting role in Will and Grace. And that she was in Adam and Steve, which I just can't, I, I can't imagine her being in that pile of garbage uh she was in superman returns um more christopher guest films uh, she started in four episodes of louis as liz louis ck's love interest he's another piece of crap <laughs> in 2014 it was announced that posey had signed to co-star with woody allen's in woody allen's mystery drama irrational man with joaquin phoenix emma stone and jamie blackley the film had its world premiere on may 16 2015 at Cannes. in july 2015 parker revealed that before being cast in the film she had considered quitting acting as she feared that she saw the end of independent film movement go away from me it's a world market now they're made from real star power whoever is hot at the moment when uh, alan cast her she cried as the independent film way of working is something that was in my bones it's like being part of a punk band but no one's singing punk rock anymore only a few bands are able to play and woody allen is one of them 
That's why I cried. It was a relief. He's another piece of shit. In 2008, she appeared in Lost in Space, the Netflix remake of the 1965 TV series. Let's see, what are some notable films? Suburbia. Um, you've got Mail, Scream 3, all of the Christopher Guest, Blade Trinity. That's a big surprise there. Yeah, the last thing she did was in 2019 in a movie called Elsewhere, which I know nothing about. So there you go. That is her resume. Mm, Super. And she wrote a book called You're on an Airplane, which I read. Okay. Didn't I listened to it, actually. She she does the reading of it. So that's why I wanted to listen to it, Uh, which is I like it's set up like you're on an airplane with her and she's talking to you the whole flight. Oh, cute. It is cute. There are two take takeaways that I wanted to talk about from the book that stuck with me. Uh, she was up for the Sandra Bullock role in Speed. Um, oh, wow. But she thinks that she may have lost out. The, she, may, she may have lost the role because she used a paper plate as a steering wheel in the audition, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. That is hysterical. And then this really stuck with me. So she was very close with Nora Ephron. Oh, and yeah. at one point, Nora Ephron said to her, Parker, you will always feel the same inside. You will just keep getting older. And for my some reason, God, if that ain't the fucking truth, isn't it? Like when I read or when she said that, when I heard it, I was like, wow, that just really resonated with me. Holy. Sh- yes. And because that's why you're always shocked with how old you are or how yeah. far away something happened in your life, because you're still whatever. Yeah, that's so oh, that just blew my mind because that yeah. is so fucking true. Yep. So shit. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm depressed. Gotta go. <laughs> So this week I watched uh, I watched Party Girl. I watched Scream Three. Um, okay. Party Girl really, I think, put her on the map in terms of like carrying a movie. She's great in it, and it's super fun. Um, it's so filled with '90s club hits mm. um, that it took me back a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my the main film that I watched this week uh, as my piac was The House of Yes. House of Yes. Directed by Mark Waters. It was his directorial debut. Also the director of Mean Girls. Oh, okay. Went on to direct Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. House of Yes opened October 10th, 1997. I chose The House of Yes because for me, this is probably the quintessential Parker Posey performance for me. I mean, it's pretty perfect yes it's an icky subject yeah but she is so captivating Mm -hmm. and so i love when people successfully switch emotions uh on a dime which Mm -hmm. she does uh, often in this movie and i really this time around i really so if you don't know uh house of yes she it said at thanksgiving in 1983 Uh, at a big family home in Virginia. And she, uh, there's a hurricane happening. Uh, She is at the family home with her younger brother, played by Freddie Prinze Jr., her mother, played by Jean-Via Bujold. And they're awaiting the arrival of her twin brother, which is weird because she actually has a twin brother, uh, played by Josh Hamilton, and his new girlfriend, played by Tori Spelling. 
Wow, that she was so bad. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, and then just it, everything just goes from there. She so she her character name is Jackie O. She sort of doesn't really think that she's Jackie Onassis, but identifies very strongly with Jackie Onassis, and uh, so much. So that she and her brother, twin brother, have a game they have played for years where they reenact uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination in Mm -hmm. Dallas. But it's foreplay. It is foreplay, yes. And this time around watching it, I hadn't seen it in a real long time. I just really enjoyed Jean-Vierre Bujol's performance in a way that I never had before. I thought she was just great. And I actually liked Tori Spelling in it. Now, I also did not realize that it was produced by Spelling Films. Okay, that makes sense now. Yes, it does. Sometimes, do you ever, I feel this way with certain actresses when they're like, oh my God, she's so bad. January Jones, Heather Graham, not so much Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling's terrible. But do you ever think, are they bad or are they just so good and so believable? Because there are people like that. There are people that are dead behind the eyes. There are people that are whatever. So are they so good and so real that we think they're bad or are they just that bad? I have come to the conclusion that January Jones is actually that good. The reason I say that is because I follow her on Instagram and she has a very, she actually has a very big personality. She's very funny. So I think just her style is very, very, very grounded to the point of almost mundane. Interesting. Heather Graham. Ter- she's just terrible she just doesn't she's you look in her eyes and you're like there's nobody home and then there's Tori Spelling who's just atrocious but I did question myself while watching that movie because her character is pretty ditzy yeah and she works at a donut shop for god's sake <laughs> yes it's true and so I did constantly question myself every time she was on screen is this just the characters at her is it just the characters and no I I came it's her she's bad it's bad but I also thought Freddie Prince Jr. was bad too yeah I thought for me he was the worst performance in this in this movie but I think to backtrack real quick I think January Jones for me is brilliant in Mad Men for me yes. she's the heart and soul of that series I mm-hmm. adore Betty Draper I love when she's fat Betty. I love when she's skinny Betty. I just think she's so good. And then I saw her host Saturday Night Live and she was terrible. And so that made me go like, oh, she must just be good at one thing. And she's so good at it. That also, because I I base my thing on <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> oh, I forgot. And I mean, it's it, she's terrible. But I think she's a good actress that has a very specific style and a very specific niche. I think if she was given other things, I would like to see her in other things to see if she is good or if she's just good at one thing. Heather Graham is, sorry, Heather Graham is just bad, but I must say she did a little arc on Scrubs and she was hysterical. She was kind of good on Scrubs. Yeah. The only time I've, I've loved her every other time. I'm like, Oh, she's just there's nothing behind the eyes there's just no light the light there's someone home but they got all the lights off okay there's 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 no vacancies um or there's one giant vacancy i don't i don't know but yeah no because i kept asking myself during this is 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 that just the character and yes it is sort of but any i just came to the realization that anything she did good in this film was by accident Mm. 
I will say, like, The House of Yes is based on a play, at which I've often, like, over the years been like, like, should we produce it? Yeah, should we not? But, exactly. like, for me, I can't, I can't think of anyone that I know who could top that performance of Parker Posey. No. And, and that's, that's what separates the good from the bad. Because Freddie Prince Jr. and Tori Spelling, you can tell this is a play. And they ain't good at those. <laughs> Whereas Parker Posey, if you're really listening, you can tell that it's a play because it's very different. But she doesn't make you feel like you're watching a play. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because that transition from play to movie is so uh, can be so awkward. And she just she's just the character. And it doesn't matter what medium she's in. Yes, absolutely. And there's nothing they've done nothing to this to open it up. It's all, I mean, it could very easily have been just a filmed play. It all takes place in the house over right. these two days. And she also, I didn't say this if you don't know, I would highly recommend watching this movie because I love it. Um, but she, her character is grappling with mental illness. They don't ever yes. really say what it is. Um, but there is uh, probably some obsessive compulsiveness going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they allude to her being on medication that she's not supposed to drink while she takes mm-hmm. it uh she's sometimes on the medicine sometimes off the medicine so and she was also hospitalized for her mental illness yes um, at, at some point so it, and it's just such a brave balls to the wall performance that you it's sort so of good. come to expect from her but uh-huh. i think because it was so early in her career like i just think that she is so good in this movie this is what i wanted to ask you your opinion on when you're watching the movie, so her and her brother, her twin brother, have this incestuous relationship. She has a mental illness. He does not, quote unquote. Right. He left and he left her and he's living a quote unquote normal life. He's put this part behind him. She never did. She is in love with him. She wants him back. The One of the reasons she went into the hospital is because he left the home, left her. She feels abandoned. So while you're watching the movie, it sort you make the assumption sort of somewhere in your subconscious that she is, yes, it takes two to tango, but because of the mental illness, because of the way she, she acts and because he's quote unquote normal, I sort of felt at first like, oh, well, this was her initiating, you know, and he went for it, whatever. But as the movie went on, and I want to know if you agree with me. I felt like he was the one when they were teenagers who initiated this whole thing. And this whole thing led to her mental illness. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I think because their father disappeared on the day that Kennedy was assassinated. Right. So I think there's that whole how they imbue that day with so many tragedies in their life. Right. And I feel like that was sort of how they coped with it. Right. Um, and then I think it just sort of became this habit, uh, a routine almost, which I think she clung to obviously more than him. I, I think that, I don't know. I never thought about it in terms of initiation, but I feel like her imbalance is what made that act that they started so important. Right. And then he had the wherewithal to remove himself from that. Yes. That- but what changed it for me? 
Because that's what I thought the whole time, too, is because he is not suffering from a mental illness, he had the wherewithal to extract himself. But the very last moments, when they go back to the flashback of them being at Mm. that part on that day, he initiates what they're about to do. Mm. And it seems like they've done it before. But the way it's set up, he initiates it. And she's like, no, we shouldn't. Like she tries to rebuff him at the beginning of that exchange. And so it just made me think like, yes, it takes two to tango, but did he initiate? And now it's flipped because she has the mental illness and no. So now she can't let go. She has abandonment issues. Their father left, blah, blah, blah. So it just, it was, it made it a lot more interesting because he is kind of sleazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it took both of them. And just because she has a mental illness doesn't mean that he's not wrong for it either. And he kind of treats her like, eh, you're gross. Uh, Excuse me. You did it too. And they do it in present day. So, okay. Typical man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's interesting. It makes me want to watch it again. So you see, there's a lot of things that you can that there's a lot of rewards to this movie that it's the movie that keeps on giving it really is and she's she's really brilliant in it please watch it she's really brilliant and i can't say the mother's name what is the mother's name Jean-Vierre Bujold. uh she's great French. yeah you will hate tori spelling I, I i would place a bet on it freddie prince jr oh god love him he's so pretty he's bad but and where is that guy from? I feel like he was a famous sit, not sitcom dad, but like TV show dad. Uh, he's in Mrs. Fletcher. I don't remember what else he is been in. I think we may be getting while we're doing this. I just want to read this uh, excerpt from the review of this from Variety. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the picture belongs to Posey, whose perpetual air of decadent knowingness finds a perfect outlet here. Jackie O has a brilliant wit that can turn cruel on a dime, and the performer's delivery is ideal. More impressive yet is her ability to instill a barely suppressed, when suppressed at all, hysteria in terms both frightening and helpless. The role might easily have turned into a cartoon monster in other hands, but succeeds on several levels here. Love. So great. So he was on 13 Reasons Why. He's on 35 episodes of that. That's where he's from. He is the main kid, the dude. He's the dad of the black-haired kid. Clay. Clay. He is Clay's dad from 13 Reasons Why. Thank you so much, uh, Miranda Joe. He's one of those guys that's been in a ton of shit. Yes. So that's the House of Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Love it. it. As well. Love it, love it, love it. Also, it's fun. It's so fun to watch Scream 3. I it is close your ears, BJP. It is my favorite of the Scream films. She is so great. So, so great. And it just so funny playing the film version of Courtney Cox. Yes. So great. Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because she's like so made up in it in like business suits. Yeah, she's just yeah. so great. No, she's great. Well, I watched. Waiting for Guffman. Yay. I had seen this before, as everyone in the world basically has seen it. And even if you haven't seen it, you've probably quoted it and haven't even realized it. Because I forgot, well, I hate you and I hate your ass face. That's from Waiting for... There was something else. I remember 
because I didn't see that first. I think the first Christopher Guest movie I saw was Best in Show. And so I didn't see Waiting for Guffman till later. And comparatively, I think mm, it's not the weakest, but it's just you can tell that it's the first one. Does that make sense? The first one of his canon, I guess. Mm, it is my absolute favorite Christopher Guest movie, so I can't share that. Sure. And I can see. Yes, I can see that. Because it also was the first one that I saw. So okay. and plus and it's so, just the whole theater thing. And it just. Sure. I think that because I remember being irritated by it the first time I watched it. And I think it's because of the whole theater thing. Because they're just so. None of these people, not a single one of these people is self-aware. No. In their capacity or their talents at all. <laughs> Not one of them. The one who is the best in the show is the narrator guy who's yeah. just a townsfolk who has no acting aspirations at all. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. And he's brilliant in their play. And the rest of them think that they are stars just waiting to be discovered and they all suck and i think the first time i watched it i was like that is so annoying because i know real people like <laughs> <laughs> i mean Catherine o'hara's hair just alone <laughs> i kept staring at her hair the whole time going oh my god that hair she didn't change it for any of the characters <laughs> that, which is i love that that actor who can never not be part of themselves in a very specific way. There was always that bang. <laughs> it's the eighties bang, but ladies of a certain age, will know exactly what I'm talking about. A true eighties bang goes far back and it's layered so that you have levels and there's some density to it. But then there's the fake eighties bang where you just have fringe for bangs and then you stick them straight up in the air with one curl Okay, that is what <laughs> Catherine O'Hara has, and she has it through the whole movie, and it's fucking hysterical. I yeah. love it. So, oh, and you know what? Fred Willard. Oh my god. His his character. He's so, brilliant. He's brilliant, but his character, I wanted to punch him squarely oh in the face. I, I love what he, him so much. He's doing his impressions. Here's looking at you, babe. <laughs> he gets all the lines he wrong. Gets it wrong. <laughs> and he's so awful to her. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is, he is. He, Oh, oh. so I think that's why I didn't like it so much, but I liked it a lot more this time around. It was directed, obviously, by Christopher Guest. It was released January 31st, 1997. And it was, the story is by Eugene Levy and Christopher Guest, and it's mainly improvised, as all his films are. Um, they just give them uh, an outline of what they want, where the story is going to go, and then the actors just go, which I just think is so fucking fun, and I want to do that. And when you know that that's what they did, and you watch these scenes, especially when it's Catherine, like between Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, in other movies pinging off each other it's just like that they're just utter utter brilliance it's wonderful 
Um, so just a recap of the film. In the fictional small town of Blaine, Missouri, a handful of residents prepared to put on a community theater production led by the eccentric director Corky St. Clair, played by Christopher Guest. The show, a musical chronicling, chronicling the town's history titled Red, White, and Blaine, is to be performed as part of the town's 150th anniversary celebration. Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara play a married couple. They're travel agents. Uh, Parker Posey is um, a Dairy Queen employee, and she takes her job at Dairy Queen very seriously. She works at the DQ. She works at the DQ. And Parker Posey also does this thing. She chews gum a lot in her movies. Have you ever noticed that? Uh-huh. Is it to showcase her teeth? She just does it so well. The chewing of the gum and talking at the same time. It's to- chewing gum, talking, and smoking a cigarette all at one time. I love it. Corky uh, has used connections from his off, 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 off Broadway past to invite Mort Guffman, a Broadway producer, to critique the show. Corky leads the cast to believe that a positive review from Guffman could le- could mean their show might go all the way to Broadway. So, what I love and simultaneously hate about this movie is, like I said, all these people are completely so off base with their self evaluations. <laughs> they just think they're brilliant and wonderful and they couldn't be fun and actually parker posey's character isn't that bad she's kind of good for the little town dairy queen sometimes actress (laughs) she's okay i do whoever i get all my stuff from wikipedia i can't you give me your input on this i don't i can't tell if the person who wrote this wikipedia article hates christopher guest or doesn't like gay people i don't know but i'm i got a weird feeling when i read this central to the film are quirky stereotypical gay mannerisms he supposedly has a wife called bonnie whom no one in blaine has ever met or seen he uses her to explain his habit of shopping for women's clothing and shoes when johnny is forced by his suspicious father to quit the show Corky takes over his roles, which were clearly intended for a young masculine actor playing a lusty young frontiersman, a heartbroken soldier, and a little boy wearing a beanie and shorts. Corky never sheds his dainty demeanor, bull haircut, lisp, or earring in spite of his historical roles, and his face is pasted with an overkill of stage rouge and eyeliner. Now listen, that is accurate, but the way it was worded and the tone with which I read it, I was like, wow, this guy's got... Yeah. I don't know if his feeling is about Christopher Gast or about gay people because one of these two things he does not like. <laughs> well, I know there are people who don't care for his performance because they think it is stereotypical. Um, but I, yes. think it's, I think it's hysterical. And I can understand that, but I think it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. I think that's part of the uh, irony of it. I don't think... And I could be wrong. I don't fucking know Christopher Ass. Stop questioning me, okay? (laughs) I think he is smart enough and funny enough that it's not, that is part of the joke is how stereotypical he's playing him. Because he's not, I don't, I don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's, it's over the top, but not in a cartoonish way. I think it comes right up to the line of cartoon. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think it's great. I mean, I just, I love this movie. I think it's so endearing. I love when she's uh, Parker Posey is uh, grilling that single chicken wing on the grill with the fan. Oh my! <laughs> the single fucking chick. It panned down, and I almost spit out whatever. A single fucking chicken wing. It is 
cold outside. <laughs> She's grilling. She has a coat on and is smoking. And it's it is the smallest chicken wing you have ever seen in your life. It's she just put it on the grill. There is no like it's yeah. pink still. And you're just like, why would you go to all that trouble? <laughs> I know because it's chicken wing. Also, not an electric grill. It's charcoal grill. It's a charcoal grill. <laughs> That she had to put all this time and effort in. And not only is it just one piece of chicken, it's the wing, and it har- and it's one of those bad wings where it's like it just has the bone and then the like flap, but there's no meat on it. And she's gonna go to the trouble of grilling it on a charcoal grill. And I actually sat there and went, I wonder if she doesn't have power. I wonder if she's so poor that they don't have. Power. Like I, I did this whole backstory in my head because it's so funny. Also, for those of you who are who have ever done theater, this is the movie where we got where she gave us the line. It's the day of the show, y'all. It's the day of the show, y'all. That I hate you and your ass face and something else. There was one more that Corky says, and I was like, I've quoted that my whole life and had no I'm idea. Go home and bite my pillow, you Maybe? bastard people. So it was along those lines. It's when he's mad at something. And he goes, You're, yes. When he's yelling at, it's when he's yelling at the um, councilman. The council. Yeah. But I can't remember specifically what it was. I love at the beginning where they're planning out the whole thing. And the guy's like, well, we'll put snipers here, here, and here. <laughs> well, last year we got egged. <laughs> like they're going to shoot. That's what I'm <laughs> That's what I love about Christopher Guest movies is somebody says something and you expect another character to be like, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but no, they're all on board. And one character is sort of like, I mean, that seems maybe too much, but they're not, they don't think the person's crazy. They're going with it, but they're just kind of like, maybe, maybe just one sniper. <laughs> like, yeah. so and of course I thought of you at the end because it also introduced us to the remains of the day lunchbox. Yes. <laughs> So at the end of the movie, <laughs> Corky opens a movie memorabilia shop. And I knew this. I forgot I wanted to share this. He has a Hollywood-themed novelty shop, which includes such items as Brack Pat, Brack, Brat Pack bobbleheads. <laughs> My dinner with Andre action figures <laughs> and the remains of the day lunchbox. And he says, and they're just flying off the shelves. Kids love them. Kids really love them. <laughs> so dumb. That's why I love Christopher Guest movies because they're so. The characters are so earnest and yes. have no idea that they are utterly fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's a beautiful lack of self-awareness. Oh, such just. And I also love Balaban. What's his first name? Bob Balaban. Yes. He always plays. He always plays the same character every time. <laughs> what I thought was hysterical is you expect this show to be terrible. Now, listen, it's not great, but it's not Cats either. Like, I'd see this before I saw Cats. Oh, for sure. Those songs get stuck in your head. Those songs are good. They sure are. And they have a pit orchestra who's, like, fucking legit. I know. Who are there, like, for all the rehearsals? <laughs> They're there for every rehearsal. <laughs> if you are not in theater, that's not a fucking thing. No. And the guy playing the, the trumpet and the... And the xylophone and the drums at the same time. At the same time. 
And they're in their tuxes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're in Blaine, Missouri. And, the, and they're in Blaine, Missouri. It's one performance. Right. All this work for one performance. <laughs> the whole time, every time they showed the actual show, every time I was like, this pit crew, is, this pit is fucking amazing. Yeah. This pit orchestra is amazing. <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny. And Balaban, is, he's just so angry. Yeah. <laughs> Why, the whole time. why are you whispering at me? I am right here. <laughs> you're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to be louder. <laughs> why are you screaming at me? I am right here. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. I just love it so much. It was so great to watch it again, and just it made me just laugh and laugh and laugh. Like it was oh, the first time I was seeing it. Yes, it's it's so <laughs> it's so good. And now talking back about it, I can see why people would love this more than the other ones than like the best in show i could see why it would be because it's it is just so like they take themselves so seriously it is not slickly produced in any way so it just adds to (laughs) the realness of it and it is so (laughs) so (laughs) i just adore it it's so great. Watch it. And she's really great in all of the guest movies. Yeah. I need to see Mascots. I have not seen that one yet. Oh. Oof. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But I yeah, still, I forgot know. it was even made. I so. keep forgetting about it, too. There you go. Uh, although I think my favorite performance of hers is in Best of Show. Playing that fucking <laughs> yuppie with... I don't know why adult braces cracks me up, but adult braces, especially when both people and a couple have adult braces, yeah. it's like you did that to be trendy. You did not need braces. <laughs> and she really got braces put on her teeth for that movie. Like, that's crazy. Parker Posey, that's crazy. But she looks good with them. She pulls them off when she's when she's looking for busy bee. I need a busy bee. <laughs> Where is her busy bee? <laughs> oh, go watch them, everybody. Watch all of them. Yeah, you just can watch skip everything. Mascots. It's gross, and you can skip for your consideration. But watch but all great. the Christopher Guest and what House of Yes is just. It's fantastic because she, even if you hate three other people in the movie, she's just so good. She makes up for any shortcomings of anyone else she yeah, does she is just amazing she really is and that's our gal parker that is our girl parker so do you want to announce what we're gonna be who we'll be talking about in two weeks or do you want to save that for next week let's let's say that okay let's say that let, it, let them be a surprise all right so next week will be our first we pod <laughs> we pod and uh and we'll we'll talk to you then We'll chat at you then. We'll see you later, alligators. Get vaccinated. Yes, so we can all see each other in person. So we can touch and stuff. Well, that's not a word. So we can be inappropriate with each other out in public. That's all that we need to be able to do that, right, is vaccination. Yep. And, and then that all that stuff is legal. Anything goes. Okay, great. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see you next week, guys. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.